The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, book two, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Today on From the Forefront, we're going to talk about sports injuries, wedding, video editing, the book of Ezekiel, and electric airplanes. Sounds like quite a collection, doesn't it? What do those things have in common? Maybe nothing. Except when God gets involved. This is an incredible conversation. Welcome to From the Forefront podcast by FX Missions. We believe that God calls us beyond where we are, equips us for the unforeseen, and gives us the victory, even if we don't ever see the victory ourselves. I'll have a quick update for you at the end, but we're going to save that. Today we're talking with Hunter McNeil, and we'll let him introduce himself more thoroughly here in a minute. This story is special because we're at the beginning of it looking forward rather than at the end looking back. That said, Hunter has some incredible stories of God's faithfulness and providence so far. Of particular note is just the amazing way God has been orchestrating the events of Hunter's life to put him right in place at the right time with the right perspective to connect with the right people. Of course, we don't know the end yet, just like my story, your story. And it's possible we could be at the beginning of... God saving hundreds or thousands of life in war-torn areas using technology often available only to the richest and the most famous. This truly is an incredible story here. Enjoy it. Scott McClelland here for FX Missions Podcasting. Hey, be excited because we've got a good new friend on with us today, Hunter McNeil. Hunter, greetings. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm not as busy as you are, at least today. Thank you for cutting out some time and getting with us here. We met recently in Alaska, and I remember in the mud room of the Alaska Bro Summit location. Yes. We had quite a conversation. I got to know you there a little bit. What makes you tick? But for folks who haven't heard the preamble, like I did, Tell us a little bit about who is Hunter McNeil. Who is Hunter McNeil? Well, I live in Omaha, Nebraska when I'm actually home. <laughs> like, I'm pretty nomadic, but I was a worship pastor for a church in Omaha, Brookside Church, amazing church, love them, three and a half years. And then I interned at another church for a year, Waypoint Church, part of the Antioch Church Movement. They're all so amazing, love them. Uh, helping out young adults. I love leading worship, but also love missions a lot. And technology, engineering, you know, whatever the coolest, fastest, best thing in the world is. I was growing up. I always was asking my parents, 
because they tell me this all the time. What is the fastest? What is the coolest? What is the best? I was always looking for that. And the Lord does some amazing things with those questions, you know? Yes. Yes, he does. Fast forward from your childhood and going forward here. I guess this this fascination or maybe deep interest in technology and missions and humanitarian and where all that stuff intersects, it's still a real thing for you, as I've heard you describe it. Am I getting that right? Yes. I thought so. I mean, we were talking a little bit before we hit go here about something you're working on right now. What's right in front of you? What are you thinking about doing next here, your next step? I had the great opportunity to meet Scott up in Alaska. And one of the missions agencies that was represented there, I would say, is the Free Burma Rangers. You should watch their documentary. It's amazing. Free Burma Rangers movie. Yes, we showed it at the time. I'm in tears every time. I saw it on my birthday when it came out in theaters 2020. And I just, Mm. I was just like, seriously, this is cool. Yeah. (laughs) This is something. Yeah, no, I think just because I was in northern Iraq with the Kurds, I got back two days before that movie showed. And so I was 30 minutes from Mosul and I didn't do anything. I was just, you know, a missionary kid playing soccer and leading worship. And I got to know the Yazidis. It was only two and a half weeks. But in that time, you just get to know people a little bit and connect with them. And I come back and this movie comes out. Yes. And it just wrecked me, you know. I emailed them. I was like, thank you so much for what you did. You saved the people that I was with in the camp where I was at. They got to save some of those people. And it was just an honor, you know? Anyways, fast forward, the aviation director for FBR, Free Burma Rangers, was on our men's trip together and love him. Him and his family are amazing. And yes, they are. Agreed. I was just trying to find a way to work with them, but also... I didn't want to force anything, you know, and it's like, I don't want to just jump after adventure. I don't want to just run away from if there's responsibilities, whatever the Lord wants. It's like, that's where I want to go. And I got the opportunity to ask Dave Eubank, the leader, if I could go with them on a couple trips that they're coming up with. And I got the green light. If I am physically fit enough, then I will get to go with them on a trip. Okay to one of those places with them. So Yeah, one of those places that they go. It's interesting. I mean, Dave, of course, for those of you who may not know him, he's got a special forces background with U.S. military. And that's been quite a few years ago. He's been working in developing some relief work, medical relief, and basically, a, I don't know, like a media agency getting the word out about what's going on in Burma slash Myanmar for all these years. It seems like to me from what little I know about Dave, though I have met him and look forward to getting to know him more, the guy doesn't pick easy spots in the world to go. If you haven't seen the movie, do. Because he's just like, yeah, there's some place that I'm hearing is really war-torn, you know, active shelling. That's uh, gunfire. Let's go over there. (laughs) Just chase it, you know. You hear it? Chase it. Yeah, chase the gunfire. Pray first. He'll pray first. Even when we met him that afternoon, that night, every person he was talking to, he's just like, all right, let's pray. Right. When he talked with me about the trip, I was like, hey, can I go with you guys on these two trips? He's like, Hunter, might be full, but, you know, people drop out. Let's pray. Instantly starts praying. Says, Jesus, whoever should go on these trips, let them go. on. Whoever should not go on these trips, don't let them. 
bless Hunter. Boom. I was like, that is not big words. Not like he just faith. He's just like faith, simpleness. You talk to Jesus first. He's your commander. You move on. And he does. Man, that was re- refreshing, right? For this oh, guy who's yes. on the world stage in some regards to have that kind of simplicity of approach. I am inspired like you are. It's very, very cool. So it's a dangerous little venue you guys are going into. We don't have to necessarily talk about the actual spot, but I'm confident you're young, you're flexible, you got some sports background. I do. I did play, but I also have an injury background with those <laughs> sports. With those, I'm getting, I mean, not, I'm not old for sure. I'm young, but you need to stretch before you play a game. Yeah, You need to... <laughs> Right, right. Well, you're getting ready. You're getting ready. I'll tell you, when I got motivated to do what I would call uh, adventure missions, which I guess is in the category, you know, we were doing some crazy stuff of the similar type. When I got inspired to do that, I was in my early 30s. So I was like, Lord, (laughs) I might be late here uh, showing up. (laughs) I was able to get fit and get into and pass those thresholds that are required to get entry, you know? You're going to do it, bro. I'm confident you're going to get there. I'm trying to put confidence inside of you as I'm saying these words. I accept it. You're going to get there, and the Lord's going to do what he got in mind. Go ahead. The Lord is leading. You know, the Lord is leading in this. As much as I'm nervous, I've never been in these situations. I don't have a military background. I have military family members. You know, I haven't been in these situations, but when I was leaving orb i met three different groups of people from burma the day after i came back go to church go to youth group i'm one of the youth leaders and two of our new leaders from karen state burma <laughs> i heard that one of our pastors was meeting with you guys but it's an honor to meet you guys you know and as much as i really wanted to go to the northern iraq area Kurdistan trip, I feel this like godly love for them. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to do anything out of obligation. I don't want to go and just be like, I should love you. I want to feel like, you know, I'd fight for you. Yeah. And I think from that asking when I was more set on the Middle East trip, yeah, it was just like Hunter, I got to play soccer and meet another Burma group. And they invited me to a soccer tournament in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I stayed an extra week after I was going to go home. The day that they asked me to go to the soccer tournament on Saturday, it was Tuesday and I was going to go home. I was leaving and it was like a 12 hour drive back home. I tell these three Burma guys, I was like, hey man, I would love to stay, but I'm literally leaving from these soccer games and I'm going home. They're like, please stay, stay till Saturday, go to a Burma soccer tournament. And the CEO was like, hey, stay at my apartment. We have work for you. You can stay on, you know, keep working at the shop. And I did, I go, went to this Burma soccer tournament and it's hundreds of Chin State Burma people. And man, it was just like so quickly I connected with this guy's name is Liam. He's actually a design engineer at a manufacturing place. And I actually got to connect him to the orb place later, which was amazing. The Holy Spirit encouraged me as like Hunter. I have love for all people and I can love through you and you don't have to worry about that. It will not be out of obligation. If I do take you there, then there is this love that I don't have to just go to people I feel like I can connect to love with. He can connect in all. He has. It sounds like he's really doing the readiness work for some of these next steps, which we're in the middle, really, of those things unfolding. 
I know that you've got a lot of anticipation. You know, you're kind of looking forward into some uncertainty, but that's the environment of faith, bro. And you're right in the thick of it. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that during this time. Most of the stories I tell are after it happened. Mm. You know what I mean? Somebody comes on and says, yeah, here's what happened. I think with you and this time, we're saying, here's what is happening. This is unfolding even as we're talking. Of course, you know, like you said, you got some readiness things to take care of, but I'm inspired. And I think your story is going to inspire other people who are considering stepping out, that are considering taking another step in faith. Something happened in your life in recent years where you got to a place where you said, Jesus, I've got a check here. I've signed it. Just fill in whatever you want there, Lord, because I'm all in. Am I getting that right about you? I think you came to a place in your life where you said, whatever you want, Jesus. That's dangerous, but it's the best place in the world to be. It is. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. I was working a pretty nice job, paid pretty well, doing you know exactly what all my colleagues, I went to, I went to a private Christian college for youth ministry. Okay. I came out wanting to do missions in Israel. So got to go to Israel. And then when I came back, started doing worship pastoring. And I got an amazing job, loved the people, but it got really busy. And I just became kind of stale. And I felt like there's these things hidden in my heart that were definitely unfulfilled. Even though, you know, for my family and my friends, having a nice job like that and having a place and, and finances is almost like identity thing for them too. My son, my friend is this, he does this, you know, look how stable and great he is, you know, like look how great he is. He's on stage and then in the lights and stuff. And right. Yes. But there was definitely a point where I had become burnt out. You know, we like to blame those entities in those things. When in reality, there's a lot of things that we don't say no to, you know, I'm not the healthiest person in the world. And so our culture doesn't teach healthy responsibility and how to work hard with Sabbath and with rest. We don't teach that. And so then we start blaming the system and we, or the systems that did that to us. But yeah, in reality, it's just, we're all unhealthy. So I was at that place and the Holy Spirit was like, Hunter, I'm going to need you to do some rehab. And I had gotten injured so many times playing soccer leagues. He spoke through that in like, Hunter, if you know, you get injured, I had torn both sides of my groin muscles, different years. Oh. And they split like they, like pop it was just, anyways, it messed me up. And having to watch people play something you love so dearly for so long, it'll eat away at you. And the moment I would feel better, not great, not best, the moment I would feel better, I'd get on the field again and mess it up worse. And that's actually how I tore it. I pulled it and then I kept playing through it. And then a couple weeks later, it popped and it was just the worst. Oh, no, man. And in the same way, there's a lot of us that are like injured in our minds and in our spirits. And we're just pushing through. We want to get back on the field. We want to stay on the field because we want to be seen that we're on the field. You know, we don't want to sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Some of us are sitting on the sidelines right now and we actually need to be on the field. But there's a lot of us that are actually pushing through injuries and it's way worse to push through some of these injuries. There are some, yes, you can get a bruise. You can get like whatever. There's things that you can keep your head straight forward and run, but there's some injuries that you need to stop 
and you need to heal, you will be so much better. And that was the last year and a half of my life. And I really wanted to be in a church. You know, I wanted to be a part of a staff. I wanted to be around a staff, but as an intern, I also align more with missions focus and the more charismaticness of this church, which was helpful, but that's not a prerequisite for these things. You know, it's just like, I wanted to be under a staff as an intern and slowly do that. And there's just these crazy things you don't think about. Like I felt completely unsuccessful constantly because I was constantly busy at my other church. You know, I'd lead Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and you're just constantly moving. Right. And doing that and then COVID and it like shuts down all that. Don't get to see the kids for a year and, and then come back a little bit. Well, then I'm an intern. I may be doing my job, but I don't feel successful. It was just like a year of just, Lord, what is going on? And I became a wedding video editor, landscaping, bunch of odd stuff. But I also got to go on some trips. I went to Romania, Ukraine. I got to just connect with people. I just didn't. I spent more time with my family in that time. But I needed that away from the field. You know, I needed to stand on the sideline, watch other people perform and rest. And even when I felt good, especially when you're injured, when you feel good, you need to wait at least two more weeks. For me, I'm just like, I feel good. I can run up and down. It's like, no, you need to wait two more weeks because if you snap something, that's it. That's a month. You know, that's months. Dude, what you're saying, what you're unpacking is, I think it's got a broad meaning. Some people are on the field right now who need to be recuperating. And some people are recuperating when they need to be on the field. And I think with that pause that you went through, we could call it a reset. I think now you're going to be in a position to get involved in some things that would have not even been on your radar before. You couldn't even, you know, you would have been too occupied or too busy with good stuff, but maybe that would have never been presented to you as an potentiality as an option. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I would not have connected with Orb, this aerospace company. I mean, the Lord can work through those things, but I would have been distracted. These other things would have been like, well, I have to do Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday night service. So I can't worry about, you know, ditching everything for a week and going to just exactly, meet, exactly. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The Lord knows what he's doing, man. Thank God that he does. I mean, sometimes we know, but sometimes he shows us, but sometimes we just have to be confident. So we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk in the direction of Orb. But before we do that, you know, I just want to say everybody pray for Hunter. He's going into some new steps in his walk. He's getting motivated. The Lord's leading him. I survived by prayer. I survived by it. I need it, guys. Yes. I need it. It's not he a needs. joke. <laughs> He's going to be in some dangerous environments. And we need God's nearness, no matter where we are, including dangerous environments. So please be praying for him and giving him some props there. At the end of the episode, we'll give you some ways to get in touch with Hunter. We're going to shift gears a little bit here and talk about something that we were talking about in Alaska, Orb Aerospace. O-R-B, Orb Aerospace. Unpack for us a little bit of what is Orb Aerospace, and then maybe we can talk in the direction of what got you interested in Orb. I know you're not you know, an official spokesman, but you're a guy who's excited, which is better than 10 official spokesmen often. That is true. Seems to be. Tell me about Orb. Orb Aerospace 
is an electric VTOL jet company. They are VTOL. Sorry, electric vertical takeoff and landing. So it hovers like a helicopter. It can land like a helicopter and it can fly like a plane. And so it's faster than a helicopter. It goes way longer, but it has the versatility of a helicopter where it can land anywhere. Right. So small footprint for landing. Yes. Small footprint. It'll go a thousand nautical miles on a tank. It'll go 185 knots right now, conservatively. For all you pilots out there, you know more than me, guys. All right. Two passengers, 500 payload, 500 pounds of payload. Yeah, it's amazing. That is super cool. You know, it was interesting timing when you brought this up. Now, we'll probably backlink in the episode here with some details about these definitions for people who want to look further into that in terms of the technology and all that stuff. But we were just before we met you, we're on this trip all the way up to the, what are the Northern Slope, to the beginning of the Pan American Highway, which was an adventure all its own. While we're driving, I looked at the guys and said, guys, you realize that transportation and movement technology is very stale. Everything that anyone uses was all developed within a 20-year or 30-year period of each other, and it's all 100-plus years old. You know, like within years of the Wright brothers flying at Kitty Hawk, commercial air travel, within 20 years, there was a very typical sort of routine had been established around flight, and nothing since. I was telling the guys, we got to see some revolution in this thing we call transportation and movement. And then two days later, you and I are talking and I'm hearing about this. I want to call it Ev Tall. Evie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea, bro. I'm telling you, but it's a VTOL. You can just say a VTOL. It's electrically powered. You know, it doesn't matter what it's powered. VTOL is vertical takeoff and landing. And landing. We're talking about a transportation technology that is new and different than what has been used or seen before. Am I right? Uber and Lyft are partnering with a couple companies. There's a company called Lilium who are doing electric VTOLs. Okay. But it's more like how to carry the rich from one part of a city to the airport or another part of the city. And they'll probably pull maybe two Gs. You know, they're just like, we're going to beat traffic and we're just going to yes. pick you up like a bird over here and we're going to drop you. And the there. tickets will cost a bunch. So it's really only worth it for business people. And then if you want to take a trip because you think it's cool. Yeah. For entertainment or whatever. So this is still in development, right? I mean, nobody's using these VTOLs to pick people up like an eagle and drop them over there like Frodo Baggins or something. Or are they already? There's some smaller ones. It's like a one-seater. There might be a two-seater out there. Okay. But it's new. It's new. Oh, yeah. And those will only fly for like 28 minutes. So the Lilium jet, which is one of my favorites from before, it's all electric. So it's heavy batteries and stuff. And the Lilium jet will go 185 miles. There's a lot of technology. A lot of scientists, engineers are being put towards these companies and they're creating that. It's a short range aircraft, right? Yes. Lilium, I think you said. When did you know? You were going to be excited about Orb. And what is it about Orb that excites you? That's a lot of a question all at once, Hunter. It is. No, no, no. I don't know where to start with that. Because when I was in northern Iraq, Turkey was bombing the Kurds 30 minutes from where I was at. And I just read Ezekiel. 
and in Ezekiel one or two, you know, at the beginning, God comes down on this throne and on the throne, there's like the wheels within wheels and each wheel has a spirit and it's bright lights and it's spiritual. But in my head, I was like, also, that looks like a spaceship. Jesus, that's your throne. Your mobile throne is a spaceship and you have technology that would make us poop ourselves up there. And my (laughs) friends, these people are being bombed by this very... Turkey has like the third most expensive military in the world. So I was just kind of like, God, you can give me a spaceship. I literally will not tell anyone. You can just allow me to have a spaceship, help these people, do some stuff, whatever. I don't even know what I would do. But show off to the world that you actually do amazing things because it seems like all the time, the bad guys always have the better technology. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that was just a weird prayer. And I was just like, okay. A year later, I'm on YouTube. And I was looking up the electric VTOL stuff, Lilium, Lockheed's, Joby, and there's some other ones. And then this Orb Aerospace video came up. And I was like, I have not seen this. And this design looks way better. I start watching it. And the first thing he says is, I was a missionary kid in Turkey and I want to help. And the words that they were using, I was like, there's something different about these guys. And the thousand nautical miles, 185 knots. I was like, I'm done. that's awesome. I email them right away because that's like five times better than anything. It's so much better than everything else. These really big companies are developing. Exactly. And so I email them. I'm like, guys, you need to give this to the free Burma Rangers. It was a very simple email. It was literally just like, I don't care if you see this or not. I just want to email right now. And I did. 30 minutes later, the founder and then the military director emailed me back. And they're like, Hunter, we just watched the Free Burma Rangers documentary four days ago. Our military director was flying overhead when they're covering them with smoke in the movie. He was protecting those planes way up above. He didn't know it. And then he watched the film. He's like, I remember that. I remember that moment. Oh, wow. And he was there and he didn't know it. And he's watching this movie and he's like, this is insane. So in the back of their heads, they're like, we want to help the Free Burma Rangers. And then some podunk kid emails them four days later. And it's like, you should give them to them. (laughs) They agree, you know? They're like, oh, maybe maybe we should do this. And so we want to help them out. We want to give them our first pre-production jet, you know? I mean, I think it's cool that you're in a new spot in your new situation, but the Lord's also using you to kind of connect these disparate pieces from your specific experience where you were in the Middle East and there's violence and no escape. And those kinds of things. And then, you know, that's very, very similar to the FBR thing. What you were noticing and feeling there, you were in Kurdistan or wherever you were, that is exactly what they're combating constantly, you know, in Burma, where there's basically here comes the bad guys or here comes the organized and well-equipped and well-armed against helpless ethnic groups who are fleeing their homes and everything they have, that's the same feeling. So it resonates to me that you were gripped by it. And it also had a direct application, maybe more so than you even knew for these guys and and Free Burma Rangers. So you reached out, they got back right away. Come on. Right away. The CEO just happened to be a missionary kid from the same area, Middle East. And happened to get my email, which he gets tons of those. You know, it's like for him to even see from a YouTube video, you know, I messaged the anyways. And then 
I mean, I'm crying at this point because I was like, I literally prayed for spaceships a year ago. And this is the closest thing I can ever see to a spaceship that I can imagine. And I was like, do you guys have any podcasts? Do you have any YouTube videos? Do you have anything? They're like, no, but would you want to do a podcast for us? And I was like, what? The only reason I said yes to this was because God allowed me to become a wedding video editor, which I had no thought in my life becoming one of those. And so I synced audio video for the last six months. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do a video podcast. So I did that podcast and I was like, you know what, God, that's it. That's all I need. You answered my prayer. You're amazing. You're the best. Love you. Okay, bye. Not the K bye part. Um, Of course not. But yes, that's a funny way to say it. Then I went to The Send in Kansas City, a conference, and the Freebrim Rangers had a booth there. Okay. I went down there and my pastor sent me a picture of the Freebrim Rangers having a tent. And I was like, forget this entire conference. I'm going there. I show up and Zach Loving is there. Love that man. And I show up, I actually meet up with Sarah first because Zach was talking to someone because he's super important, guys. I was like, hey, thank you so much. Your ministry like saved the people I was with in Iraq. I know of an aviation company that wants to give you their jets. And she's like, that's crazy. My husband is the aviation director. You should talk to him. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I finally get to talk to Zach. And then I'm like, hey, man, thank you so much. And I just start like crying. I was like, what? I'm sorry. This is so weird. I don't know what's going on, but you guys helped save the people I was with in Iraq. So thank you so much. I'm an, it's an honor to be here and to meet you. And I know of an aviation company that wants to give you their jets. And he's like, that's crazy. Cause we were just given like this helicopter that's very expensive, but we can't fly it into these areas because it'll just get shot down. It's super helpful. It's a super amazing machine, but you know, we need something stealth. And I was like, that's crazy because the military versions of these are definitely stealth and there's no heat signature because they're electric. I was just like, you need to talk to the CEO. And I text the CEO. I was like, I just met the aviation director for the Freebrim Rangers. You need to talk to him. So I connected them both and we prayed. It's like, Lord, give them the stealth versions, please. And then I left because there's a ton of people that wanted to meet them. And I just left. I came back four hours later and he's like, Hunter, literally like right after you left, he called me. And the first thing he says is, hey, man, we have these electric VTOL jets. We love you guys. We want to help support Freebrim Rangers. They're completely stealth. They have no heat signature. You know, they'll go a thousand nautical miles at 185 knots, land anywhere. And they're like drones. Uh, Technically, you could fly 400 at the same time. But one person can fly like six of these at the same time. And we'd like to give you our first three pre-production jets and every fifth one that the military buys. Man. I mean... He was just blown away. He was just like, I mean, I was blown away. Like literally, I was just like, this is not real. And he's like, I'd actually like to invite you guys to the Oshkosh Air Show. And so we'd love to meet you up there. And then Zach was just like, Hunter, we're not going to have enough pilots for this, but you should definitely come to Oshkosh with us and meet up. And I was like, Zach, please. And then I just go back to normal life. You know, like my life is 95% taking out the trash and eating and sitting down, reading my Bible, you know, boring stuff. Yeah. 5% adventure. So I just go back home. I, you know, I do some edits, do some landscaping later, church stuff. And in the back of my head, I'm like, God, is this, is this a dream? Like, am I just being punked? Are you raising me up to just like crush me? Is Satan building this story up just to like mess me up? Right. And it just keeps getting better. And I'm still in it, but I feel that people want me to live a normal life. You know, people that love me dearly, who are close to me, you know, just live a normal life. And I can't do that, but I still do. 
I can't do it in the long run, but I still do it day to day. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just live a normal, you know, I'm just going to act like everybody else because I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm releasing a lot of that. That reminds me of a quote from a guy and I can't remember the quote. The idea is that, you know, never tell your dreams yes. to someone who wants to keep you from getting hurt. I'll find the actual quote, but the idea is you've got this dream you're working and there's this system of normality that is trying to protect you from the risk. If you're sharing your dream with someone else, that's not their dream. All that looks like to them is 100% risk. But to you, it looks like potential. And so I'll try to find that quote so I can do it justice. That'll preach, brother. That'll <laughs> preach, right? It's true, though. It is true. It's actually hard because I definitely have told, I mean, even as I'm telling the story, I don't understand fully almost what I'm saying. But I mean, I'll tell people that are close and they just, they have no capacity for miracles, really. All these things are crazy coincidences, you know? And you share it with them and they're just like, that's super weird. Wish you'd get a normal job. Be close to us. You know, be safe. Don't be right. doing those things. I've just, you know, I love those people. I love those people close to me and I want to be with them. I don't know. I don't want them to think that I don't love them, but I also have to follow him. He's actually my best friend. He's actually loves me more than anybody, you know, and I can't. Indeed. I can't turn away from him. We have to follow for sure. And the Lord knows what he's doing. And again, you got to be understanding to the people who want to protect you because it is 100% risk to them and with no upside and potentially big downsides. But that's the way obedience is like. If it really wasn't impossible, you know, I mean, why would God need to be involved? And furthermore, he's looking for somebody to collaborate with him in the impossible space to work on new possibilities. Hunter, I think that's a banner over your life right now. New possibilities. I just see that there. I'm putting it right there. I, I can it. see you on the screen. I'm putting new possibilities. I mean, that's the church wall. So I might have to scrub that down if you put a banner up there. But <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm super stoked. And what I want to do, we're kind of running out of time right now. But what I want to do is check back in with you if we can kind of like get on your future calendar for something to see where all this goes. It's so inspiring the way the Lord's leading you and the way he's preparing you and the things that are in front of you, which are not certain, but there's some challenges and other things you got to work through and all that. God knows what he's doing with you. Thank you for sharing sort of a very encouraging story that you're still in. I want to do that version that's like, well, guys, here's what happened. But I also want to do that version that says, guys, this is what's getting ready to happen, you know? So praise the Lord for that. What else would you want to share before we conclude? And then we want to make sure and get some contact info from you. If someone wants to reach out directly to you. So even in that, because guys, I'm really a nobody. I sit in my room, I observe the world and I pray. You know, I haven't done any, I don't have any military background. Gung-ho, I played football, all right? That's the closest thing to any sort of contact, which, you know, gets pretty gruesome, guys. Come on, please. It's awesome. But I came back and I was just like, Lord, you're going to have to do something because even if I'm able to ruck, even if I'm able to pack, can I see someone get hurt that I love or that I care for? Can I see them get hurt and not freeze? Can I be in those situations and not be a burden of all things? I do not want to be, I want to be a net positive here. 
And when I got back, I just shared with another house church actually group right before this. And they're like, Hunter, we have another CrossFit coach because our pastor here at Waypoint, he was a CrossFit coach. And he's like, Hunter, we're going to start eating. We're going to start training. So two days ago, because I got the green light three days ago. And then it was the like, the prayer right. was meant an open door. The prayer that Jesus show us what's up and boom, here you are. Open door. Now you got to get ready. Yeah. Now I got like trainer. Now I got, you know, other guys that stepped in like, Hey, some do some other training that I was like, Lord, I need to learn this, this, this. And just guys come in that have already been in my life. They're like, I want to help. And so, you know, you can't see everything in front of you. And it's almost like the less you can see, the more God enjoys it. You know, if you take a step where you can't see anything, he knows what you can't see. He knows where you are at emotionally, physically. And so almost more that you can't see and you still take a step. He is so loved by that. He like feels the sacrifice that you just did. And I think it really honors him. And so even though I'm like, God, I literally like, what am I going to do here except run? And he's like, Hunter, I'm going to take care of you. And he's been doing that. Exciting and a little bit daunting, you know? Daunting. Very good word choice. Very good word choice on that. Yeah. Let's do this. Let me get from you email or Facebook or wherever you want to send somebody to make contact with you who might be hearing this and have further follow-up questions. And then I want to pray for you please, as we close up. Love. So email H. McNeil, M-C-N-E-E-L, 77 at gmail.com, because I'm a Christian. Sevens all the way. And then my Instagram is Hunter Nathaniel McNeil. Okay, Hunter Nathaniel McNeil. Okay, very good. So let us know on the feedback side of that. We want to keep up, obviously, with your journey as well, and we'll continue to be praying for you. Thank you. Seeing how it develops. I'm looking forward to getting a closer look at some of that stuff myself. So let's pray right now. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your leadership, your faith that you put inside of us that inspires us to obey and take your invitations, your calling seriously, which leads us to say, yes, Lord, we know this is happening. And Hunter is in the process of this right now. So we're asking you to lead him, Lord, continue to lead him. There's a lot of runway in front of him right now that you're leading him out into that he doesn't know in detail. But we just ask you to satisfy and give him what he needs to know when he needs to know it and all the other provisional things as well in terms of money and in terms of readiness, in terms of assurances to those who love him and all the people he cares about, Lord, just lead the way, and infuse him with strength. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus, and we believe that we receive it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Hunter McNeil, version one. This is version one. E1, baby. Yeah, we'll get, the next one we'll do, we'll be hearing the gunfire in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe not, but yes. We'll check in with you. Blessings, bro. Thanks for agreeing to do this. And it's been wonderful to meet you and and just be encouraged by your journey. Let's talk again soon. And I'll let you know when this is going live. We'll get you to share it with all your peeps on Instagram. I'm too old to speak Instagram. All right. (laughs) All right, Scott. Thank you very much. Bless you too. 
Hi guys, it's Scott, and hope you're doing well. Something of a little special update here from FX Missions Podcasting. I wanted to say a huge thanks to the guests of From the Forefront, those who have taken time to tell their story and 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 get it out there to engage emotionally and kind of transparently. We really appreciate every guest that's been a part of the podcast here. I also want to thank you listeners, who those of you who have been checking in with us routinely, getting these stories. Maybe you heard your uh, loved one or someone you know, even yourself, uh, was a part of the podcast and later went on to listen. Thank you to each person who has listened to From the Forefront. Uh, it's time to announce a new direction. After more than five years, we are twilighting the From the Forefront podcast. Don't get too alarmed. The reason we're doing so is because I need to focus. Uh, really, transparently speaking, I've gotten some direction from the Lord that is, you know, guiding me to be more focused on writing as well as podcasting, being a husband and a father and a business owner and a world traveler and you fill in the blank. I got to focus and uh, I've really enjoyed my time on From the Forefront. You will not necessarily lose the content or the type of content that we've been sharing here. We're just going to dovetail this podcast or this type of content into our other podcast. You may be familiar with it. Leaders Moment. Leadersmoment.org slash follow will be the place to go to sign up for that podcast. We're going to continue to mix missions and leadership and and thought-provoking subjects and interviews and analysis and those kinds of things that you've come to enjoy here. We want to continue to get that content available to you. But instead of having two podcasts, we're taking it down to one, which we expect to publish monthly in the next year, uh, routine publishing for now. Next year, we'll publish monthly with several special episodes throughout the year. So thank you so much for being a part of FX Missions Podcasting. Please do go to leadersmoment.org slash follow to get our podcast that is going forward. And once again, thanks for being a part of everything we do here at FX Missions. We're seeking to serve you. Uh, please send any and all feedback, which I would love to get to scott at fxmissions.com. Thanks for being with us. If God spoke to you today, we'd love to hear about it. Click through to the episode notes on your podcast app, choose the link for your favorite social media platform, and share it with us there. And if you've not done this already, follow the show in your favorite podcast app at fromtheforefront.com slash follow. Click the link in the episode notes, choose your favorite podcast app, and follow us there to get every episode for free.